This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. When America-changing social programs are mentioned, it usually is FDR who is mentioned for his New Deal program. But the president who perhaps deserves the most credit, or rather blame, is Lyndon Johnson. LBJ pushed a raft of new programs, all with FDR in mind. Cambridge University historian Anthony Badger, who wrote FDR the first hundred days, described LBJ's near obsession with FDR like this. In April of 1965, he pressed his congressional liaison man, Larry O'Brien, to, quote, jerk out every damn little bill you can and get them down here by the 12th, because on the 12th, you'll have the best hundred days. Better than he did. By at least one estimate, the JFK-LBJ administration added 390 domestic social programs to the federal government. Prior to their time in office, the entire federal government only had 45 such programs. The Great Society was the New Deal on steroids, the most destructive, anti-democratic, and anti-entrepreneurial program of the 20th century. Johnson's vision was utopian, statist, and reckless, as any rational observer would have concluded. But the grief of a nation reeling from an assassinated president and the general sense that America was spiraling out of control, coupled with the fear of doing nothing, polluted rivers, impoverished cities, failing schools, and so on, spurred LBJ to act. So, again, progressives would claim that their ultimate goal is the betterment of man through progress over time, um, uh, improvements in education, um, you know, uh, more freedom from uh, coercion by uh, capitalist organizations and corporations and so on and so forth. Um, what we've explored here, though, is that one of the key drivers for uh, progressives is fear. So, again, there, there are these things out there that terrify them. They use those things also to terrify us, and then they prevent us, uh, present us with a solution to whatever that perceived threat is, that, that perceived problem. Um, here's the, the thing, though. If you actually look at progressivist policies applied to humanity, um, they're regressive. They don't actually create progress. You can take anything that you want. Take the war on poverty. Uh, you can take uh, prohibition. Did any of those things actually result in the goal that it was trying to achieve? The war on poverty has just made more poor people. It's created a wider gap between the the wealthy and the poor. Uh, It traps people in the very process of being in poverty. It doesn't allow them out of it. Using these fears, he persuaded millions of Americans to abandon their traditional values of hard work and self-reliance in exchange for the soullessness of self-actualization. The message was simple. If you merely dream it, it will happen, and the great society will help you get there. As Johnson explained in May 1964 in a speech at the University of Michigan. Your imagination and your initiative and your indignation will determine whether we build a society where progress is the servant of our needs 
are a society where old values and new visions are buried under unbridled growth. For in your time, we have the opportunity to move not only toward the rich society and the powerful society, but upward to the great society. President Johnson continued. The purpose of protecting the life of our nation and preserving the liberty of our citizens is to pursue the happiness of our people. That pursuit no longer mattered if it was just one individual's happiness. Instead, the proper pursuit was now the happiness of our people, or the collective as a whole. That was our nation's calling. The challenge of the next half century is whether we have the wisdom to use that wealth to enrich and elevate our national life. Here's how we do it. The Great Society. The Great Society is a place where every child can find knowledge to enrich his mind and to enlarge his talents. It is a place where leisure is a welcome chance to build and reflect, not a feared cause of boredom and restlessness. It is a place where the city of man serves not only the needs of the body and the demands of commerce, but the desire for beauty and the hunger for community. It is a place where man can renew contact with nature. It is a place which honors creation for its own sake and for what it adds to the understanding of the race. It is a place where men are more concerned with the quality of their goals than the quantity of their goods. But most of all, the great society is not a safe harbor, a resting place, a final objective, a finished work. It is a challenge constantly renewed, beckoning us toward a destiny where the meaning of our lives matches the marvelous products of our labor. This was not a policy speech. It was a collectivist fantasy that could have been written by Karl Marx himself. Fittingly, the Great Society approach started with Johnson's disastrous war on poverty. In reality, it wasn't a war on poverty at all. It was a war against prosperity and success. Like all progressives, Johnson believed in economic leveling. Instead of lifting everyone up through commerce or capitalism, he wanted to force everyone into an economic purgatory where mediocrity was the norm and striving for greatness was discouraged. Like all progressive scams, the Great Society sought to convince marginalized groups, especially minorities, the poor, immigrants, and so on, that their relationships with the government should be redefined from JFK's Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. To the complete opposite. Had LBJ been as articulate as JFK, he could have easily framed the Great Society as, ask not what you can do for your country, ask what your country can do for you. LBJ pitched a simple deal to all those who felt aggrieved. The government would take away your fears and your hardships, 
and you, in turn, would devote your life, including your paychecks, to the state. In practice, the Great Society is an alphabet soup of government programs that cater to our every desire and complaint. If we want our children to be fed breakfast at school, there's a government program for that. We want more art in our public buildings or ballet in our theaters. There are government programs for those things, too. Here's a short list of just some of the measures passed under LBJ to show how all of his paternal care was translated into big government nonsense. Anti-poverty programs such as the Economic Opportunity Act of 1964, an Omnibus Housing Act, and the creation of Job Corps. Education programs such as Head Start, the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, and the creation of Volunteers in Service to America, VISTA. Sweeping health care reforms, such as the creation of Medicare and Medicaid, the beginning of environmental controls through the Wilderness Protection Act and the Air and Water Quality Act, along with the creation of cultural patron programs, such as the National Endowment for the Arts and Humanities. Under LBJ, the nation witnessed the true creation of the welfare state based on massive entitlement programs and predicated on the government's ability to drive the populace to an ambition-destroying focus on inner meaning and quality of life instead of character, ambition, and success. This in turn created a crisis of conscience and confidence in people that made them both susceptible to undermining traditional norms and predisposed to reliance on the state to handle things that were too hard for them. LBJ laid the groundwork to create an environment of self-actualization through the government, conservation programs, federal patronage of the arts, and public broadcasting, just to name a few. These were not meant to foster national elevation or celebrate America's greatness. They were created as a corporate, secular replacement of religion, as sources of spiritual fulfillment for the masses. Replace God with government, and you control not just people's minds, but their hearts and souls as well. Johnson's conclusion in his Ann Arbor speech that day in 1964 should be telling for anyone who wondered how the founders and their principles have become so marginalized over the last few decades. So let us, from this moment, begin our work so that in the future men will look back and say, it was then, after a long and weary way, that man turned the exploits of his genius to the full enrichment of his life. Thank you. Goodbye. This long and weary way he refers to is, of course, the previous centuries of American history. Centuries in which our forefathers built the greatest and most free country in the history of the world. This is what Johnson wished man to turn the exploits of his genius away from. It's no surprise that this speech by a gruff Texan reads like a self-help book. Johnson was more than just a daddy to the masses. He was also the father of a new powerful cultural trend that gave people the excuse to be selfish... The me generation would have never existed if Johnson hadn't set out to specifically engender self-obsession. True freedom didn't come from hard work or any kind of traditional definition of professional achievement, such as becoming a doctor or a lawyer. True freedom, Johnson argued, 
could only be obtained by pursuing whatever you personally found fulfilling, whether other people found it useful or not. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.